Hallelujah. How many of you love the presence of Jesus? Yeah. Wow, this morning was amazing. Amen. Wow. I love it when you feel his presence and it's just amazing. You don't have to manufacture anything. You don't have to whatever. He's just here. I heard someone say one time, and this would you would think this is like elementary, like we would have this, but do you know the presence of Jesus is Jesus himself? I, and, and the pastor put it this way. If I send Miss Joe an invitation to Danny and I want to take her out to dinner and we send her an invitation and we're requesting. Yes. Amen. Receive that, you know, and we're requesting the presence of Miss Joe. We're not requesting her to send someone to stand in for her. We're saying we want you to come and meet us. And we say, since she's here, her presence is here and all that that brings what you know whatever is in that miss joe is here so when we say the presence of jesus here it means the resurrected messiah jesus is in the room and he is still here amen yeah come on we can get excited we can get excited for the presence of jesus if you will i i want to bother you one more time and say stand to your feet what I try to do is, in these moments, you know, we can be so overwhelmed by the presence of God, and then it's easy to do meet and greet and different things, and maybe read your phone and see a text, and you just get all distracted. You just get all, oh my goodness, now I'm, I'm, I'm off of God. I'm, I'm, I'm worrying about when 12 o'clock hits, where are we going to go? What are we going to be doing? So if you will, just posture your heart to receive Just posture your heart. If you need to raise your hands to heaven, do that. If you just need to open, just just put them out in front of you like you're receiving. And just whisper his name. I hear it in some of you. (laughs) Oh, so many of you, this isn't new to you. You know the presence. Jesus. Jesus, we love you. Come on, just, just talk to him like you did when you were dating your wife. Or when you were dating your husband. And you would write little love notes. Come on, just, just, oh, we love you, Jesus. You're glorious. There is none like you. Thank you, Jesus, that you're not dead. You don't force us into some religion. We don't have to hope that one day our, our good works outweighed our bad. We don't have to be this, at this place where we don't know you. We don't, God, you're just here and your desire is us. And you love us and you're kind and you're merciful. But yet you're a fierce lion. Jesus, I ask that in this meeting right now, just keep, you don't have to let me lead you. Just keep praying. Keep, keep, keep praying. Pray to him. Speak in tongues. Whatever you have to do. Welcome him into your heart. Start to pour your love on him. Come on, just do, I can't do this for you. Heavenly Father, we pray that right now you would invade at even a deeper measure. Lord, you are here, but we're asking for more. For more, Jesus. Oh, let us go back to holy meetings. (laughs) Where our notes say, I saw the Lord. (laughs) Oh, Jesus, mark us with your holiness. Mark us with your beauty, Jesus. Oh, I ask for fear and trembling to hit the room again. (laughs) Oh, God, let the walls of this place be shaken. Oh, you're wonderful, Jesus. Oh, we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. 
Have your way, God. I mean that. Do you mean that this morning? Have your way. You're not saying it because that's what we say on Sunday mornings. Are you truly saying, have your way? My wife and I were listening to Stephanie Gretzinger minister last night. And um, she was ministering and she said, all it will cost you is everything. (laughs) All it will cost you is everything. And that hit me. I just wanted to start to weep and say, God, you can have it all. You can have it all, Jesus. Oh, take my mind, my heart, my activities, God, my likes, my dislikes. God, tame my tongue. I repent of the things that I've said this week that aren't pleasing to you, Jesus. Right here, I'm laying on the altar and I'm saying, Lord, make me a holy sacrifice, pleasing to you, Lord. Have your way. Have your way. Come on, 60 more seconds. Just tell him you love him. Oh, Jesus, you're wonderful. You're wonderful. You are alive and active, God. You are speaking. Lord, thank you that your blood still speaks a better word. Thank you, Jesus. You're wonderful, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're holy. Let him, I just feel like just, just, just 30 seconds he wants to speak to you. Just receive, just receive. here all service (laughs) he's wonderful Jesus speak our hearts are open speak our hearts are open put me behind the cross Jesus let it be your words not mine oh Jesus holy 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 he's here he's here He's here. I wouldn't move on, but somebody's getting ministered to right now. Oh, somebody's getting ministered to. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, he's speaking. He's speaking. Oh, he's speaking to you right now. Holy, holy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Our hearts are open. So, Father, we give you this meeting. We give you this meeting. Let it be holy. Speak for your children are listening. In Jesus' name. And all the saints said, Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated.
you know, Pastor Teresa said we're putting a billboard in <clears throat> Upper Sandusky and we'd like to keep um, our name off of it. But it's just too bad the mayor's up in the house. The mayor's here, so now he's going to know what we're doing here. Mayor McCauley, raise your hand. Yep. He's telling, yes, come on. <laughs> if you ask his wife, they're the first family. <laughs> Anyways, I'll let her go. I love Jesus, amen? amen. And I, I feel, I feel repetitive in my speaking and, and ministering. Um, when I first got saved in 2015, um, you all know, most of you know the story. Um, I was living my own life, you know, drinking, partying, all those different things. You can fill in the blanks with whatever you want. Probably did it. Um, I do know what the back of a cop car in Upper Sandusky's like. <laughs> Anyways, better move on. Quiet in this Methodist church, huh? And, <laughs> um, and I lived my own life, but uh, I had friends that were a part of a certain religion. And, and they were doing the same things I did, but they were at church every Sunday. You know, throwing their money in the plate and doing their stuff. And like their business, their businesses were thriving. And I'm like, well, that's what I'm missing out. I, all I got to do is, you know, drag myself to church on Sunday. Get my mom to quit yapping at me. You know. <laughs> no, I love you, mom. I'm very thankful. I still have all the notes she wrote me. And Jesus loves you. And cut out of a daily bread devotional. I kept them all, mom, just so you know. Um, but Jesus invaded my life. I didn't want him to. I just thought, hey, maybe if I put money in the plate, my business will be uh, start to walk in prosperity. <laughs> what a fool. And that's what I thought. So that's what I did. And um, I encountered Jesus. My life was forever changed. Um, and I've been following the Lord. It hasn't always been good. It hasn't always looked Christian. Um, but it's been a journey. And why I say that is later on, I, I had another encounter with the Lord. I thought, well, well shoot, I'm young. Um, I'll help with the youth group. So I, you know, first thing I do is get busy because I, I have all this spare time, right? I'm not going out on the weekends. I have all this spare time and extra money. Whoa. Uh, then I met Corey, so the money was gone. <laughs> He's like, listen, if you're going to preach, let's go shopping. That was terrible. <laughs> terrible idea. Anyways, I love him. But... Uh, so I started in helping out in this youth group, and, and I went to a uh, summer camp. And we all know, we've all heard testimonies of the power of, of summer camp. And I wasn't even a teen, right? I'm just there as a helper. Um, it, and Chad Seabright was preaching, um, a Nazarene evangelist. I, I love him so much. Uh, he, him and I, we still keep in touch. He's from Tennessee. And um, he was preaching, and, and he started to prophesy over me. And I'm like... I don't know. I've always heard you got to be careful of these types of pastors. You know, God forbid God speak to you, right? We read it, but somebody wants to say, hey, thus saith the Lord. You're like, whoa, that's weird. What's your Bible say? And so Chad started to prophesy over me. And this is how good the Lord is. Um, he didn't know me, right? He's from Tennessee. I'm new to the whole thing. And the last night he got done praying over me and he goes, wait a minute. Do you have two sisters? I'm like, Yeah. And he's like, have you been praying for them every night for the past four months to get saved? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, the Lord wants you to know he hears your prayers. And from that point, I walk, started walking in a whole new fire. And, and he confirmed that I was called to minister the word. 
and teach the word and all different types of things that are personal. I won't, I won't share those. I, there are some things with the Lord you don't have to tell everybody about. Amen. And from there, when I started to minister, what I'm getting at is from when I first started to preach, I had a lot to say. Man, I had bullet points, sermon series. I was ready to tear the church up. I was going to preach the gospel and, you know, all these things. But the more I seek the Lord and the more I pursue the Lord, that's what being saved is. I'm sorry, I don't want to offend you, um, but I have permission from the pastor. He told me a long time ago, he goes, Blaine, be you, I'll clean up the mess. (laughs) See you next Sunday, guys. Talk to his office is there. I'll give you his number after church, right? You can call him. Um, I don't buy into this theology that the enemy is putting into the church that you can be saved and stay the same. It's just the word of God is alive and active. The only thing the Lord takes higher than his name is his word. And so, listen, I, I'm not condemning you. I'm saying you can't say, I believe I'm saved, but I look the same as 10 years ago. I think that's one of the biggest hindrance of the churches today. Somebody's hungry, knows there's more, looks into the church, and it goes, you're not a whole lot different than me. That's not what I need. You do the same things I do, just you act different Sunday morning. Or you're just as miserable as I am. But when certain people get around, you're like, hey, brother, blessed and highly favored, standing on Psalm 22. You're like, okay. (laughs) Well, when I saw you Monday, you cussed me out. (laughs) Your post on Facebook doesn't look like what you're standing on. And and, and so what I'm saying is, since 2015 when I I got saved, it looks like something. I've been in pursuit of the Lord. it's, It's been a journey. Sometimes it doesn't look like pursuit, but... I've been in this pursuit of the Lord. That's why it's walk by faith, not by sight. But when, Jody, if you walk somewhere, you're going to get there, right? Or, or you have direction. If you're going to walk to upper, and, you, and I come back tomorrow, and you're like, yeah, haven't left yet, but I'm going to start. You're not walking. It isn't until you put one foot in front of the other, that I start to head north on 23, that I start to get somewhere. So a walking by faith and being saved looks like something. And the Lord didn't come to John 3, 17. He didn't come to condemn. He's just saying, this is what it is. This is what it is. And the devil has twisted people's theology and said, now God loves you just the way you are. That's not true. God loved you first. Is that good, Pastor Betty? He loved you first. What's that mean? He loved you before you were formed in your mother's womb. So he said, I will go in their place to provide a way to have access to me. So if they have access to me, sin can't have a hold on their life. So if you say God loves you just the way you are, then you're saying the cross doesn't matter. What did he die for? Why did he go to the cross if he loves you the way you are? No, he loved you first. Before you ever gossiped before you ever looked at pornography before you ever jesus said i love you enough i'll go to the cross and make a way that's jesus and so this theology we're warned about the end times and false prophets and false teachers and these different things and listen it is we have to get back to the word of god and there's going to be some uncomfortable conversations but pursuit looks like something as a matter of fact i'll get into the word i promise but 
When I was a youth leader, the words I almost hated was, you have a calling on your life. Calling on your life. Hey, what are you doing? I got a calling on my life. Yes, you do. That's, a, that's true. You have an assignment for your life. Your calling is to be sanctified. That's what the word of God says. The calling on your life is to be sanctified. What's that mean? Set apart. I am not in this world. I'm not of this world. I'm set apart for the pleasure of God. I am set apart to be in life union with Christ. Ah, I just upset some people. I'm not saying that you don't have an assignment. You do. But we have made the assignment more important than the one that assigns it. (laughs) And so that's what happened to me. The one time I fell away, it was like, man, I'm a pastor and I'm so worried about preaching. Yes, I'm going to preach it. Oh, man, I got to have a perfect thing. And Corey's got me in skinny jeans and Jordans and I'm looking good and I'm going to go preach. And I'm like, man, I look like a young furtick. I'm going to go preach. And the thing was, I got so focused on preaching, I lost sight of Jesus. So when the enemy came, I was wide open. Fair game. And Blaine went like... But, but, but as I've been in this pursuit, and it's like, Jesus, I don't care if I ever speak again. As long as I have you. Preaching's easy. Don't have to have a sermon series. Don't even really have to have notes. Out of the overflow of the heart... Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. <laughs> I'm not knocking you if you have notes. I'm just saying. <laughs> it, it's easy when you're in love. The Christian life is easy when you're in love. And we love because he first. Amen. You guys know your Bible. And so it looks like something. And, and friends, I feel that the hour that we're in and every time I get a chance to speak, it's so simple and so repetitive because we need to get, we need to get it down. We need to answer this call into being the Lord's. I believe we need to redefine what it means to be saved. Defined by the Bible. And so this morning, as, as we talk, Pastor's been on a series about prayer. Uh, you can ob- open your Bibles to Luke 3. Luke 3. Um, <clears throat> Luke 3. Um, Pastor's been on a series about prayer. Um, and I love what Pastor Rose said. This is so good. You know the, the devil is not afraid when you read your word. The devil's not afraid when you read your devotional. The devil's not afraid when you read your worship songs. But when you pray, his exact words was all hell breaks loose. You can say, hey, I'm in the word. God is good. I'm reading. The minute you say, you know, I want to take this time. Heavenly Father, boom, your mind will start to, man, what should I eat for lunch? Ah. <sighs> Man, I just, I don't look good in this shirt I'm wearing. For me, it's like I have so much to do at work, bills, this, that. Because he knows prayer is a place of victory. Prayer is a place of victory. Prayer is a placement of lovers. That's why Paul said pray without ceasing. He doesn't mean you're facing the carpet all the time praying. It's listen, I'm constantly wrapped up in a heavenly dialogue. Can we all agree that Jesus is the example? Yeah, he only, he said, I only say what I hear my father. I only do what I see my father. <laughs> Abigail ministered early, earlier this month about seeing him rightly. Right? Such a good word. The eyes are the gateway to the heart. 
So when I'm looking and I'm seeking, he has an open gateway to my heart. And out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so we start to, uh, prayer is a placement of lovers. Prayer is a placement of lovers. Prayer is a placement of lovers. Prayer is making heaven legal on the earth. And the enemy will really try to fight you when you start to pray. We've created in the church. If I can just get the microphone. I've been guilty of that. If I can just get the microphone. If I can just have the best Facebook post and get likes. If I can have a platform. Well, have you prayed? No. Well, I mean, God knows. He knows I have a busy schedule. Oh, yeah. Do you watch that new Netflix series? Oh, yeah. Binged it, man. Perfect. It's a good series. Oh, yeah, you didn't have time. Huh? And I'm, my wife and I are guilty of this. There's been times where, like, Saturday, just relaxing. We're like, where'd the day go? Lord, I'm sorry. I spent more time watching TV than in time in prayer. And so I believe in, in the, the hour that we're in. The Lord is calling us back to this reality. If you're taking notes, my, my message title is called Open Heavens. Open heavens. Right now, with the hour that we're living in, we see evil legalized. We see people empowered to enforce evil. We see the enemy using willing vessels to attack everything that God created. For example, marriage. One man, one woman. God's command, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. Some other ways just don't work. What's love? All these different things the enemy is trying to bring confusion. He's trying to attack what God said and what God put into motion. And as believers, we are not to cower. Say, boy, it's getting dark out. We better just huddle together and have a little private community. Ah, man, it's getting dark out there. I just don't know what to do. Then you have the other side. That's why so-and-so should have been voted in. That's why... Or, or you have the side all about conspiracy. My goodness. Some of those people, I'm like, man, you spent a lot of time on YouTube. <laughs> wow. If you'd have been into the word as much as you were on conspiracies, you would, you would be dangerous to look at because the glory would be on you. But as believers, I'm telling you, don't get distracted. Jesus said, how foolish. You can look up and say, it's going to rain. Rainstorm's coming in. But you can't look and discern the times. And we, as believers, looks like something. It is something. So we should not be afraid. We should be rejoicing because the coming of our Lord is sooner than later. But we should look and say, the harvest is ready. You know, you can tell when you drive by the corn. You say, boy, farmers will be out there getting ready to pick soon. The harvest is ready. People are hungry. People are saying, what's the meaning of my life? Do I have to just take these pills to deal with my depression? 
will I always be stuck in this sin? And when we cower and when we don't walk in the fullness that God has available for us, we miss it. We miss God being manifested on the earth. We miss seeing all the things he said was available. John 14, he said, greater works. You see everything I did, you'll do greater. When's the last time we saw somebody get up from the grave? I would love to go into the James Center and see people walk out healed. I just would. And you can say, oh, I don't believe that way. What's your Bible say? By his stripes we are... Is the blood still valid? Does his word have an expiration date? People say, well, when you read, uh, what is it, like 1 Corinthians 13, prophecy will fade, this will fade. He's not talking about the movement of the Spirit is gone. That's not what he's saying. That's bad theology. The Spirit is here and moving. Jesus said, it's better that I go because one's coming, being the Holy Spirit, who will never leave you. He will comfort you. He will give you power. He will be the teacher. He'll remind you of all things. And so living in the Spirit looks like something. (laughs) You guys want me to keep going or you want me to wrap up? All right, we'll keep going. Luke 3. This is what I believe the Lord's inviting us in. Luke 3, right here. Um, Verse 21, and I'll read 21 and 22, and I'm going to be in the Passion. It's the baptism of Jesus. Now listen, Jesus did not need to be baptized. He didn't. This will also say, baptism is not merely symbolic. Amen? It's not merely symbolic. Like, I just need to be dunked so I can say I got a certificate that I got baptized. McKenna, when you got baptized not long ago, something shifted in the spirit, didn't it? Whoever got baptized, who, who else got baptized not long ago? Not long ago, like at this last one. Something shifted, didn't it? Yes, because it's not merely give me my baptism certificate, I'm done. It is a very spiritual thing. When Jesus was pierced in his side, out came water and blood, representing baptism and the rinsing of the blood. Noah's Ark is not about a boat. (laughs) It's about Jesus being the ark and the waters of baptism washing away all that God said was evil. That's why the ark had a window in the side and the dove flew out of the side. Jesus was pierced in the Noah's ark was merely a prophetic image of who Jesus is. (laughs) And so Jesus baptizing, he did not need to get baptized. He was saying, I'm going to relate to you on every level and I'm going to show you the significance of baptism. And so here at Luke 3, it says one day Jesus came to be baptized along with all the others. Listen to this. As he was consumed with the spirit of prayer. One day Jesus came to be baptized along with all the others. (laughs) As he was consumed with the spirit of prayer, the heavenly realm ripped open above him. And the Holy Spirit descended from heaven in the visible, tangible form of a dove and landed on him. Then God's audible voice was heard saying, My son, you are my beloved one. Through you I am fulfilled. As Jesus was getting baptized, he was consumed. He was possessed. Don't let the devil take that word possessed. No, he was possessed. He was fully overcome by the spirit of prayer. And while he was getting baptized, he wasn't, oh, 
God, what's my, what's my calling? Am I going to be a preacher? Am I going to be an evangelist? Am I going to be a youth leader? Oh, worship leader, what am I going to do? I cannot wait. It's all about me. Everything me. What's my calling? Where am I going to be stationed? Where's this going to happen? Am, am I going to have Instagram followers? Am I going to be the one to lead my husband or wife to Christ? Am I going to, it's all about you. No, Jesus was getting baptized with everybody there, and he was consumed with the spirit of prayer. So let me paint a picture, jewelry, name it. Everybody was there or nearby to see what was happening. And Jesus walks on the scene to get baptized with your average everyday folk, your fishermen. Maybe there's a logger there pulling for that. And, 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 and he's there and he's praying. He's releasing something. He is praying and the Father said, I like that. And what happened? The heavens were ripped. Not open, just Open the door. Imagine me walking up in the sanctuary and kicking the doors off the hinges. Being like, what to do, TGP? Jesus ripped the heavens open. It was a violent tear, and the heavens were open. Holy Spirit descended upon him, and the heavens said, You are my beloved son. Do you see the significance of being possessed with the spirit of prayer? I believe he was praying for everybody there. Jesus, God, this baptism service, let them all come to know you. Let them all get free. Heavenly Father, have your way. Heaven invade earth. And that ripped the heavens open. Now, here's the difference. Old Testament. Heavens were torn open at times, but they were always closed back up. We never read about the heavens closing after this. So we are walking and living in Christ. When you're in Christ, you have an open heaven over your life. The kingdom in an open heaven is not just about heaven. I've heard it put this way, kingdom. K-I-N-G-D-O-M, right? Is that good? Right? Kingdom? A kingdom without a king is dumb. (laughs) You're not praying, I just want... No thin and streets of gold in a mansion in glory. Those are all streets are gold because it's responding to his divinity. <laughs> Just miss that. The streets are gold because they're responding to the divinity of Jesus. That's how holy he is. We're not praying for that. We're praying, Jesus, you come, and when you come, all of heaven follows. Example there's a bad translation in the scriptures where it says, Where two or more are gathered. I'll be in your midst. Really, when you break down that original language, it's more like where two or more are in agreement, calling on my name, my government will come and be established. My government. Now, if there is a government in place and I am part of the government, I now have certain um, authority and jurisdiction, right? Well, being a son of the king and the heavens being open, I am now inviting Jesus through the Holy Spirit to be manifested in my life because I'm part of an open heaven. So now I have jurisdiction as I walk by faith. So really, it's my duty walking as a believer when I see someone in bondage to say, I've got authority over that. Not for me to title and say, healing ministry, Blaine, send your check. $5,000 to Blaine Watkins Ministries and you'll be free. No. It's listen. I am saved. I'm in love with this man Christ Jesus. Who set me free. Who made me new. And I'm having eye contact with the Father. 
And because of that, I realize the reality that I'm living under an open heaven. So as I walk and as I live life, the things that grieves God's heart grieves my heart. So now I'm only saying what I hear him saying. I'm only doing what I see him doing. So I don't have to just sign up at every church event to be busy. I was at every TGP event this year, have every t-shirt. Is that every event? No, it's God. I feel God saying, be a part of this. Go here, do this. And in that, I will remind you of all things. Holy Spirit, he'll remind you of all things. And in that, as you walk, when you see somebody afflicted, when you see somebody bound, you can then say, I hear the Father and he wants to free you. Why? Because I have jurisdiction. We sang a song, I have the authority. Do you believe that? Do you really believe that? And when you're led by the Spirit, you'll realize walking in an open heaven isn't just, yeah, God, I need all of this, and my life should be glorious, and my life should be this. No, it's more about I'm carrying the King. John 14, we will come and make our home in you in greater works. You'll <laughs> Why aren't we seeing this? Why? Why is it that some of us as believers are the most miserable people we've been around? Are the most hopeless people you've ever been around? When we have an open heaven over our life. If you don't believe me, turn to Acts. Acts chapter 1. I'll just read. um, I'll read the bottom of the scripture here. I think it's 12. Acts chapter 1. We all desire an Acts chapter 2 outpouring. Amen? Yeah. But listen to Acts chapter 1. All of them, being the believers, were united in prayer, gripped with one passion, interceding night and day. All of them, all of the believers, were gathered together, gripped. Now, if I grip you, it's not just a light, like, come on, follow me. It's like I'm digging in, and I'm squeezing you where there might be a mark left on your arm when I grab you. You're gripped with this idea that Jesus wants to hear my voice. He wants me to pray. Gripped with this idea that all of the words of Jesus are true. And if he says I have an open heaven, if he says greater works, that's where I pray from. I pray from this place like I have authority because I know the author of all things. And he's in me. Hmm. Open heavens. I've just been gripped with this idea of being saved and being filled with the Holy Spirit. And friends, it doesn't mean, I love this church. I love being expressive during worship. But being filled with the Holy Spirit doesn't mean you sing long. It can. They sing in heaven for all of eternity. Being Spirit-filled, the evidence is not the volume of the church. The evidence isn't you speak in tongues. I speak in tongues, but that's not the evidence of being spirit-filled. The scriptures tell us the evidence is we cry, Abba, Father. He's the answer to everything. To everything. Jesus. And, and, and again, we, we see this open heaven concept, and the Lord's been putting it on my heart. And it's we as believers, he's calling the church to say, you're in an open heaven. I've placed you. I don't know why he placed us in charge, but he calls us the ambassadors. He wants us to make him legal and manifest him in the earth. 
Isn't that exciting? I mean that Jesus wants to be made manifest. And maybe since the church has grieved that calling, that's why people have looked at the church and said, that's not for me. Maybe that's why we read the scriptures but don't believe them for our life. Where he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But we don't believe him to take away our anxiety. We won't give him all of our life. And Jesus at this baptism, he knew what baptism was. That the old was being washed in that watery grave. And as he was risen, he he come up out of the water. He was made new. And the heavens said, that's my son whom I'm well pleased. And the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form. In the bodily form of a dove descended on him. And all of heaven now touched earth. He is Jacob's ladder, Jesus that now we have open access to the heavens. And I believe that God is saying, listen, in this hour, now's not the time to cower. Now's not the time to be afraid. Now's the time to say, I see opportunities to make Jesus legal in the earth. I see time for Jesus to manifest in my life. I see opportunity and I'm going to see it and seize it through the power of prayer. Being possessed with one thing, praying day and night. In every scenario, in every situation, I live a life of prayer knowing He hears and answers. Hmm. We're living in an open heaven. And it's the desire of God. it's, It's not this song, when we... You ever heard the old church song, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing it'll be. Well, that song's kind of odd why don't we rejoice now the disciples said teach us how to pray (laughs) you ever ask the lord that teach me how to pray he said our father then he went on to say your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven it's not a pentecostal thing it's a christian thing That Jesus desires to literally be in us and manifest himself to us. It's his desire to see the lame walk and the disease healed. It's his desire. It's his heart. But we have to get to this place where we are possessed, we are gripped in love with this man Christ Jesus, letting the Holy Spirit manifest in our life, cry out, Abba, Father. That's your beginning of prayer. The Holy Spirit. If you are spirit-filled, if you're spirit-filled, you live a life of prayer, period. If you're not praying, you need a filling. <laughs> that sounded old-fashioned, like a sawdust tent revival there. <laughs> it, 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 if you're not praying, you might need to say, God, am I filled? And if I'm not filled, fill me, Holy Spirit. I'm not going to live condemned and ashamed and oh, I'm not filled and... Oh, this is so bad. No, you can say, oh, Heavenly Father, there's more. Fill me. Baptize me in the Holy Spirit. Fill every part of my being. And when you do, you'll be gripped with first love. You'll be gripped with love. This this intimacy message that Daniela and I preach all the time. It's love. It's I love him. I trust him. I know him. Jesus said the world won't see me because they don't know me. But because you know me, you'll see me. God is not hiding 
He's desiring to be called upon. He's desired, he's desiring to be invited in. And when he's invited in, he's saying, now ask anything in my name. Does this sound like your Bible? (laughs) He's saying, oh, you love me. Miss Joe, you invited me and now ask me. And as she engages in this conversation, she's going to hear things. Pray for this person. This person has anxiety. Pray for it. Let him be healed. This person needs, uh, you know, whatever. And she's like, oh, I know that voice. In the name of Jesus, I free you right now. By the blood, you are healed. Satan, take your hands off this person. Boom, they're freed. Because to know him, know, to know him means you know what's available through him. And you'll realize I'm in an open heaven. And I access that open heaven through prayer. Through a life of prayer. Am I making sense or... Let's turn to Colossians 3. I'm going to go ahead and read 1 through 3. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above. For that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power. All power, all honor, and all authority. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm. And fill your thoughts with heavenly realities. And not with the distractions of the natural realm. Your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life. And now your true life is hidden away in God, in Christ. And as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who you really are will also be revealed. For you are now one with him in his glory. (laughs) Did you hear that? Because there's an open heaven, you're invited to go up. You're invited, and he's saying, now because you're with me, fill your thoughts with heavenly realities. I saw somebody posted on on Facebook about this generation. It was a great post. Like, tired of of even believers. I mean, I'm kind of summarizing. I don't remember all the posts, but um, like downing this generation. It was such a good post, because they're like, basically, like, get a heavenly perspective. You're looking at, boy, I don't know what's wrong with this. Ah, This generation, there's no hope. But I'm here to tell you, if you were living as a son, as a daughter, under an open heaven, you'd get a heavenly reality and say, they are setting the plate for one of the biggest manifestations of Christ. And friends, in this hour, you're going to see transgenders come back to Christ with a testimony. You're going to see the homosexual person come to with a testimony of being set free. You're going to see the one bound by pornography set free. You're going to see the one that was depressed, have no identity, set free. When a man or woman with a heavenly reality says, on earth as it is in heaven, have your way, God. Because everything is under your feet. Just as I said during worship, John saw, he was wrapped up into the heavenlies and he saw a throne. But that's not the impressive part. There was a man sitting on the throne. And Hebrews 11 tells us that all things are under his feet. So living under an open heaven means there is nothing that is that doesn't have to bow to the name of Jesus. So I don't have to be afraid of whatever my family member or this generation, whatever extreme, big or small, is going through because I know the one who I'm in is bigger and stronger and victorious over it all. 
Our life is to be an open window for the kingdom. When I look at Greg, I should see Jesus. I do, by the way. I was picking on Greg. I, I, I should see Jesus in his life. And then when I sit down and have coffee with him, he tells me a story. And I see Jesus. I hear Jesus. Our life is to be an open gateway to Jesus. We are living in an open heaven. And when you're really saved, when you're really in an intimate relationship with the Lord, he's saying, make me legal on the earth. Make manifest. You're my hands and feet. Go do it. And friends, you won't do it unless you're in intimacy with him. It's only intimacy that you know you can't have faith without him giving it to you. You can't have boldness without him giving it to you. So if you say, "Ah, I took people street ministry all the time. Oh, (laughs) I'm thinking of something. One of my friends went with me and we were walking downtown and we were praying for people and there was a bar and and, and it was open and these people were out like getting rowdy on this bar patio. And and I said, let's go pray for him. And he's like, are you nuts? I was like, yeah, I've been called worse. So let's go. He's like, no way. I'm like, but you're walking with me. He's saying no as he's walking. And as he just whispered the name of Jesus, Jesus gave him boldness. And he went over and prayed for those people, got mocked, made fun of, and was like, this is awesome. <laughs> why, why do I say that? This guy said, that is not my personality. There is no way I'm going to that bar. And I'm like, hey, who cares? <laughs> the old's been crucified with Christ anyway. So who are they making? My flesh is gone. You know what I mean? What are they going to make fun of? And the minute he called on the name of Jesus, he got the boldness to go do the work of God. What, what a God. He gives you the calling, everything you need for the calling. If you need boldness, ask him. If you need confidence, ask him. If you need more faith, ask him. He'll give you all things. His desire is just go and spread me. Take me everywhere. Everywhere you go, let the name of Jesus be glorified. It, it's, he's longing. I love church on Sunday morning. I do. But this is such a small piece of the pie. Man, what are you doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Have you ever had anybody in your vehicle or in your house and say, Oh, Jesus, have your way. My house is yours. My, my, my vehicle is yours. I, I bought Daniela a car, and her mom and dad were so excited, and Ro just started to pray over it. God, let heavenly conversations happen in here, because it's part of being spirit-filled, living under an open heaven. It's all his anyways. So now he's like, oh, give me permission. I'll, I'll let supernatural things happen in that car. I, I will, like, he wants to be given permission. He's such a gentleman. He, all things belong to him, but he's asking you, oh, invite me, please. Are you with me? Can I have eight more minutes? I was in a prayer meeting. <clears throat> Being married to Daniela, every prayer meeting has Donato's pizza involved. <laughs> we walk in and she's like, hey, I got the pizza. I'm like, oh, I love her. And of course, then, yeah, just crazy. So we're eating pizza and we're in prayer. And I felt the Lord put this on my heart. It was like four or five of us. And do you realize that our, our mouth has power. Jesus actually, well, James, through the prompting of the Holy Spirit, says um, that you have to tame the tongue to be saved. Because he's like, you know, how can such a big ship be turned by such a small, what, what is that called? I knew that. I was asking the Lord. No, I'm kidding. How can it be turned? Your mouth can determine a lot. <laughs> 
and the power and the Bible teaches us that the mouth will every time you speak. That's why the scriptures say when you stand in front of the throne of God, um, you will be accountable for every word released. That's not a religious thing to make you be. It's just it's a fact. It's a biblical thing, right? And so we're either releasing life or death with our mouth, right? And I said, why is it that believers give more access and authority to the demonic? Here, here's what I mean. We go, we go to Walmart, and we're walking, and we see something. That movie's demonic. Oh, the way that person's talking, that's demonic. That's terrible. That's demonic. This is demonic. That's demonic. And I'm like, well, let's ask Holy Spirit to invade. That's weird. I don't know how I feel about this Holy Spirit stuff. That's kind of weird. So what you're saying is I have more faith in the demonic to be manifested than I do God. If praying for healing is weird, if talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit is weird, but you'll acknowledge that there's demonic in the world, you're twisted somewhere. Something's out of whack. Something's out of whack. I mean, does that make sense? I don't know how else to put it. We believe more that the devil can manifest and take over people's life and possess people's being than we do the Holy Spirit manifesting and gripping a man or woman with the spirit of prayer and gathering a bunch of people together and say, let's pray and a house be shaken and a whole city transformed. Woo! Man, it's glorious if we would get gripped with this reality that we have an open heaven and when the Holy Spirit is in us crying out that things will be shifted and shaken and every demonic thing will have to bow its knee. If we lived in the reality that we have all authority of heaven and the right to make it legal on earth, our cities would look different. Read, read, read in Acts about Ephesus. They burned thousands of dollars of witchcraft books. Thousands of dollars of religious, their religion books. Because the glory of God came. Because of some hungry, wild, crazy fishermen. Possessed with the Holy Spirit. Walked up in that city. And said, I'm already, like, it's no longer I who live. I mean, who in their right mind gets beat for preaching the gospel and goes with their homies and starts laughing? And like, we're worthy. I'll tell you who, it's somebody gripped with prayer, living in an open heaven reality, saying that no weapon formed against me shall prevail because I'm, I'm not from here. I'm not, I've set my mind on things above. I've set my mind on things above. I've, with that message we were listening to is Stephanie. She said, uh, when you start to eat right, very few people eat a salad and are like, yes, this is it. This is what I want to eat. She said, you have to train yourself to say I'm off the cheeseburgers. Guilty. If I could eat a rare steak every day of the week, I would do it. But it takes time to train yourself to say, I need to eat better. And in the same way, we have to train ourselves to not get distracted. You know, distraction's not the enemy. He can bring something, but he can't make you get distracted. You allow it in. We have to train ourselves, as it says, to set our mind on things above, to live in heavenly realities. I was praying for somebody that has a pretty terrible diagnosis that, like, they could just die at any point. And I said, do you believe? Yeah, yeah, I'm a believer. 
Can I get crazy with you? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I said, you can't die. What do you mean? You're unkillable. Do you believe every single sentence in that Bible? Yes. Oh, death, where is your... (laughs) Jesus tasted death so that none of us would have to. So to be absent from the body is to be present with... Listen, from every level, we have to train our mind that as a believer in the beloved, the devil has no hold on me. And I have all of heaven rooting for me saying... Make it happen, Blaine. Make it happen, Greg. Get crazy. You might look different at work, but that's, that's, being believe, that's being a believer. The will of God is to be sanctified and conformed into his image. And I'm telling you, it's going to keep getting darker. It's going to keep getting darker. The demonic is going to keep getting legalized and made right. Your salvation is not found in a Republican or Democratic party. God can use somebody from one of those parties, but that's not your salvation. Jesus is the light. And the Holy Spirit is the oil. And we're being called to be the wise virgins, the parable of the virgins. That we have our lamp and we have the oil. And no matter how dark it gets, we're a city set on a hill. We're a heaven. We are a walking embodiment of all of heaven. That's what the word says. So no matter how dark it gets, I'm not going to get depressed, get down. I'm not going to act defeated. I'm not going to act like there's no hope. That's not a believer. Oh my goodness, the things we will see when we step into this reality. Say, God, it's no longer I who live, so who cares what I like? Right? If you've been co-crucified with Christ, it doesn't matter what you like. It should be easy to set your mind on heavenly realities. And when that happens, the things we're going to see, the things we're going to do, heaven can't break out on the earth until it's broke out in you. That was noteworthy. If you want to post that on Facebook, go right ahead. (laughs) Heaven can't break out on the earth until it's broke out in you. Jesus can't sit on the throne of the city until he's sitting on the throne of your heart. Jesus can't have your home until he's had you. Jesus can't save your husband or your wife until he saved you. <laughs> I'm telling you, he is ready to explode in the earth. I'm, I, I'm like walking and, 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 and doing things in life and I hear the Lord be like, oh, would you invite me in, please? Who is he? Why should he have to beg? But he's like, I'm begging. I love you and I love my people and I want them to know my love for them so invite me in. And so this morning, I know it's noon. I know you have plans. I know you want to go. People probably said, ah, crap. Blaine's preaching. I got to get out of here. We're going to be here till 1230. <laughs> I'd love to keep you till one or two, but I won't. This morning, who wants to get free? This does not mean you're not a good Christian. It means there's more. Listen, condemnation is, you're not doing good. That's that. Conviction is, there's more. Oh, I love you. Come. There's more. And that's Jesus. Here I stand at the door of your heart. Is not, you stink. It's, oh, if you let me in, you don't know the thoughts I have towards you. You don't know the plans I have for you. You don't know the heaven that's going to blow up in your life. Just when you thought, my book is over, 
my life is written, Jesus is like, oh, invite me in. Because I made the book and I authored the chapters. He's the, I, I was talking with a guy that, that said, man, the first part of my life, I feel like we're the greatest parts and maybe I missed it. And I'm like, but he's the restorer of days. Actually, he's the restorer of years. Oh, Jesus. This morning, my, my, my thing is, I, I'm talking to believers this morning. And if you're not saved, if you don't know Jesus this way, there is no shame. We want you to come. Why do you say, why do I have to come? Because there, Jesus said, um, acknowledge me in front of your brothers and I'll acknowledge you in front of the Father. And there's something amazing that happens when you stand up and come forward and say, hey, pray for me. And I believe there's at least two people in this room that are getting drawled. Maybe three, maybe four. There's somebody saying, I don't know him like that. And I want to. I want to. Maybe you're saying... <laughs> This baptism you were talking about got me. Let's go, to the, let, let's go to a water after service. Why wait? Let's go baptize you right now. Maybe you're saying, man, I've been living and I feel like there's, the flesh is creeping up and it's hindering me from ac- accessing this open heaven. And I believe that's many of us in this room. And if that's you, I want to pray for you. This altar's open. If you want to come, go ahead and start making your way down here. We will pray for you and we will see you get free this morning from whatever it may be. Whatever it may be, there's no shame. This is an invitation to the more. The next 10 years are going to be the wildest 10 years of your life with heaven involved. Jesus. So I want you to make your way down here. Make your way here. Don't miss this opportunity. The Lord is here. The Lord is here. The Lord is here. And wherever you're at, Whatever place you're at, the Lord wants to invade this morning. All of heaven wants to meet you right now. So Jesus, we love you. We love you, Jesus. It's no wonder the heavens sing for eternity, holy is the Lamb. Holy, holy, holy. You are wonderful, Jesus. You are wonderful, Jesus. Wonderful, Jesus. Thank you that you didn't just save me. Thank you, God, that you're willing to provide for my every need. Thank you that you're willing to free my mind. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And right here, I say, have your way in my life. Have every part of my being. Every part of my being, have your way. Have your way, Jesus. Make me more like you. The things that aren't pleasing, you can have it. Just have your way. Have your way, have your way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.